0: What's up everybody? Hello and welcome to the first ever episode 64 of the Best Seats Podcast. The only podcast bringing you interviews with some of the most talented people in and around the hospitality industry. From right here in Orange County to the rest of Southern California and beyond each and every episode. As always, I am your host, Croft McCarthy, founder of the Best Seats. Thank you as always to my friend Ali Coyle who provides the music for the show. You can check her work at AllieCoyleMusic.com. As a reminder, if you enjoy the show, please be sure to leave a rating in it or a review wherever you are listening to it. Help share it on social, etc. It helps other folks discover it as well. Go to thebestseats.com for more content just like this. And do not forget that, as always, those who support over at patreon.com forward slash thebestseats not only make this show possible each and every month, regardless of what donation amount you are at, you also get ad-free listening. The ability to submit questions, comments, concerns when they are prudent, as well as a ton of other exclusive content, much of which will be launching this month in October. And regardless of when you're listening to this episode, it's launching in October of 2021. So that content will be live now. But let's talk about episode 64. Um There's no easy way to say this for all the other times that we've had guests, multiple guests. You know, I think the most we had at one time was three. And that was that you know super, super fun Landers episode back before St. Patty's Day. Um, this guest list today reads like the first time the Avengers movie came out. And what I mean by that is you don't have one guest. You don't have two. You don't have three. You don't have four. Basically, here's what happened. So... About a week ago, again, at the point of this recording, but depending on when you're listening to it, could have been anywhere from a week to a month, there was a cocktail competition. Now, we'll dive into a little bit more of kind of what those are for the for the uninitiated a little bit later. But suffice to say that a bunch of really great bartenders got together, a bunch of friends, a bunch of colleagues to come out and basically support these bartenders in a competition trying to create specific drinks. That's basically the gist of a cocktail competition. You could probably make that assumption for yourself and put those pieces together, this was a lot of different friends of the show, including Ashley Irene, who you know from her episode. She runs Heirloom Loom She's obviously an advertising partner now with the show. Um, the team behind Poppy and Seed, both of which have been on the show. Chef Michael Reed and his wife, Queenie. Um, some episodes back, I think just either before or right after Ashley, um, serendipitously enough, um, as well as Paul Letko of Few Spirits. Uh, it was his bourbon and his rye that we were using for this competition. He has also been on the show. So those are all names that you know. Now, we're also talking about a bartending competition. If you know me at all, which I'm sure some of you do, you know that I adore cocktails. A lot of my great friends are bartenders, beverage directors, etc. So a lot of these were names that you've either heard mentioned on the show, potential upcoming guests on their own episodes, or people that have been on before. Uh, Notably of which, obviously, Ravin Bazell was recently on. I had him and Rich Manning come on the show recently. So this is basically... If everybody got their Marvel origin film, now they're all coming together for the Avengers. And that's what this episode is, because this episode is, first and foremost, I'll be very candid with you, all over the place. Um, It's intermittent little interviews that were done. The competition was called the Herbies up at Poppy and Seed. And I recorded all the bartenders prior to the competition talking about their drinks. Um, I speak to the winner of the competition afterwards about her drinks and the ones that really made it. Spoiler alert. Obviously, you're not missing anything. Abby Kermode from Raised by Wolves in San Diego um, ended up pulling it out in what was a very, very tight race. But I'm also going to talk to Ashley Irene about kind of how the herbies came to be. What are they? Um, Why do this as somebody who does culinary gardening consulting? Why a cocktail competition and kind of what's the purpose of it? So all these interviews are cut together very quickly. They this is definitely not going to act like a normal show where you're going to get, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of one to two people kind of talking a little more methodically. This was a bit of a chaotic day, um, most notably, which because I was actually the host of this event. So while I was trying to squeeze these interviews in, I was also preparing to basically be, quote unquote, on stage in front of a lot of people managing the clock introducing people introducing everybody's resumes just as I do on this show but in front of a live audience so obviously you don't really get to edit and if you make a mistake you just got to roll with that punch suffice to say I have a lot more respect for late night TV show hosts and people who actually have to do live shows now because it hits a bit different Um, this is a super super fun episode though there's no real kind of cutaway introduction that I want to do here normally you know we would kind of squeeze right into the interview And we'll get to those in a second, but I do want to give a little bit of background and a little bit of credit to detailing why cocktail competitions are important. Um, First and foremost, they're fun. Secondly, depending on what the grand prize can be, they can be very lucrative for people that bust their tail every night, you know, working on tips and depending on where they're at low wages. So there's definitely a lot that goes into it. Um, But above all else, yeah, they're fun. They're just a great time everybody gets together. They're competitive. Everybody wants to win, especially depending on what the grand prize is. But it's just, and you're going to hear from everybody that says the same thing. They're just happy to be back out. After 2020, there hasn't been a lot of cocktail competition. There's been a few here in Orange County. I have no idea. You know, wherever you're listening to this, there may be some in your city as well. But if you haven't been to one, they're not industry exclusive. Uh, they do Operate in very hard hours for people to attend if you don't work in the hospitality industry. You know, the herbies, the first ever I should say, herbies up at Poppy and Seed, we did this what, 2 p.m. on a Tuesday afternoon. So it's a little tough to squeeze out of the office to go support a bunch of bartenders and and have some drinks and talk shop. Um, but they're great, they're they're just really, really fun to be able to get a restaurant like Poppy and Seed on board and for them to open their space on a closed day. Is huge. Um, I could not be more grateful to the team there for doing that. Uh, you know, massive, massive thanks to them being able to kind of cook up some food and some bites for people. Was huge. You know, th- these are things where you don't know if you're going to make money, and in an industry where every penny counts, that can be a bit scary. So for them to do this, I'm hugely grateful for that. And then obviously, you can't have a cocktail competition without Great Spirits. So for Paul Letko to be out here and to be bringing you know a ton of his products and for these bartenders to be able to work with it and and really utilize everything to come up with some wildly creative drinks as you're gonna hear in each of their respective interviews is really cool. And then lastly, obviously, Ashley, with heirloom Potage. Um, you'll hear from her on the inspiration behind this, but to be someone like she is, and just don't to wanna to give back ultimately. And you know, she put together these beautiful custom planters and they were each hand delivered to each of the competing bartenders full of fresh herbs and really, really cool seasonal things, well beyond what you're gonna walk by every time you walk into a Trader Joe's. Some really, really beautiful products that a lot of bartenders actually hadn't used before and they were excited by it. So for her to do that and really help put this whole thing together, um, and I, I would have been happy just to attend, but to be asked to host it was, was hugely humbling and I'm very, very grateful for her. But yeah, let's let's hear about this one. Let's let's dive into these interviews again. I apologize for the frenetic nature of this episode. Obviously, as you can tell, the fact that we're already about 10 minutes in uh, before jumping into the actual proper episode itself should say something. But just trust me, this is a fun one. Um, Definitely, definitely, definitely go out and support your local bartenders. You know, look these people up. If you're in the Orange County area, if you're down in San Diego, go find them. Talk to them. You know, learn about what they put into these drinks, see if they have any way of replicating it for you, as long as it's a slower night at the bar and you're not going to you know, put them in the weeds. And then if there's cocktail competitions in your area, go check them out. They're really fun. It's a really cool way just to see friends among friends and and some of the new R&D that people are doing and some of that kind of creativity that you may not get to see just at a regular dinner service if you're friends with the bartender. So again, this is a really fun episode for me. This is one that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, anybody who knows me at all knows how much value I put on presentation and I want the audio to be good and I, I want the sounds to be good and I want the episodes to be great for all of you, you know, not just the people that support on Patreon. Obviously, I couldn't do this without them, but for all of you who listen. So this one's a little wilder. This one's a little looser, but it is no less fun. And yeah, this is a really cool one. Episode 64 of the Best Seats Podcast. Let's jump right into it because we're talking about the first ever herbie's Cocktail Competition. Enjoy it.
1: But then you don't get to sit in a garden otherwise.
0: I know, and I love the garden up here, which takes us to it. Ashley, back together again. Ashley, from Heirloom Potage. We are up in Anaheim. As probably can uh, People can probably hear sitting out at poppy and seed out on the beautiful garden that you helped design and we are here for a very special reason a bit of a different episode there's going to be anywhere between five and fifty thousand guests depending on how many people want to sit down because we're here for a cocktail competition the first ever Herbies. talk about how this came to be what would kind of the inspiration was and and kind of how we got to where we are now
1: absolutely thank you so much crawford i am so excited that you're going to be our host tonight for the Herbies. This really came about solely because, you know, it's kind of it was an it was a nod to everybody that has been through so much through this entire pandemic and so this was a way for me to kind of show off what we've done because we've got lots of chefs who want a garden space but you know space is at the absolute premium in LA and Orange County San Diego as well and so one of the interesting things we were able to do for Poppy and Seed was actually kind of create this kind of cool herb program for their bar specifically and so this was an opportunity for me to kind of be like hey if you have a similar setup we might be able to help you with this like we might really be able to bring your bar program like some new life and just get people excited because we know our bartenders in this area are mixologists and stuff they're so excited about this and so that's kind of how this came about and it was just one of those things where the idea was thrown out i called you i called jill cook and the two of you kind of just made it happen you know we we worked together and pieced pieced everything the way that we needed to and it was It's amazing i'm so excited and i'm so honored that so many people have come together to make this happen
0: and it should definitely be a very fun day as i said the way that this kind of episode is going to go recording wise it's going to be kind of all over the place and it definitely won't be the standard sit down and talk to a handful of people now you have obviously been on the show before but for people who may not be familiar with you you talked about the culinary gardens kind of give a quick elevator pitch of what heirloom potager does because this is going to be like i said fast and furious so let's get for those people that may not have listened before your quick elevator pitch
1: absolutely i mean i should probably just have you do the elevator pitch that you do every episode as of lately Uh, but i'm ashley irene i'm the owner and founder of heirloom potager and we design culinary gardens for both commercial and residential spaces and we specialize in heirloom varietals which are varieties of you know herbs flowers and vegetables and fruits that are over 50 years old so we're kind of trying really hard to bring back flavor as the key component to you know enjoying food really so we're very excited about that and we've been welcomed with open arms we started I think roughly now like almost 18 months ago I can't believe it but We've been able to do so many things, and I'm really excited for what the future brings. Now, again,
0: we kind of came out the gate flying with this episode so far, jumping okay. right into the competition and the history of it. What was one of the things that, again, you talk chef's gardens. Chef's gardens obviously require a lot more space than potentially a bartender's garden, where you're talking herbs, kind of more quick garnish, but not just garnish, People that you know, things that people can use to infuse, things like that. What's your goal with this competition and hopefully more herbies, you know, down the road with seasonal changes and things like that. What's your goal for bartenders that may be listening to think, "Ooh, now I could potentially get in on, you know, having a, a custom kind of a spoke built-out garden for myself."
1: I think that's what I love working with chefs or homeowners the most is you bring me a problem and I want to help you figure out how to solve it. And so that was kind of exactly what this was. It's it's this idea of we have all this space. How do we actually make it even more usable? You know in regards to poppy and seed, they're in a greenhouse. Chef is like, I need the inside of this, you know, bar and restaurant area to be filled with plants because that's only what makes sense. It's it's so much more beyond the decor. And so I think in this same realm we have such an opportunity to do that. So here alone, we're not finished yet, but we have over twenty five pots of herbs. So you'll when people get a chance to come to Anaheim and see this, they'll see that there is beautiful pottery all over, filled with herbs. And so it's great because we get to kind of have this fresh snip, go, enjoy, use it, and we get to change them out seasonally. And so it's this opportunity to kind of always be sparking creativity, sparking something new, getting people, whether it be your guests or you know your mixologist team or your chef's team, really excited at any given day. And I think that is just such a gift in and of itself to be able to have that freshness and, you know, make the most out of it.
0: I mean, you mentioned Poppy and Seed, you know, here in a greenhouse. Obviously, the way that these episodes drop, we're recording this during the day of the competition. So it's not like this is going to be a live show. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of video and photos that people will be able to see. Um, There's going to be a lot of people who are here and are going to be listening to this episode later and maybe hear something that they didn't before. But, you know, a space like this, it was kind of built for it. It was kind of made for it. Some of the other spaces in Orange County restaurants may be a little more restricted. Obviously, the fact that people had to look for outdoor dining alone was an issue. So they may not think that they have the space for a garden or, you know, whether it's culinary or bar or both because they are interchangeable. You know, obviously, a lot of the bartenders today, all the ones that are competing, were given, you know, custom herb kind of small gardens for them to use and and be inspired by. For bartenders that may be listening and aren't here today to see the space, but maybe listening later on and, and maybe they're looking forward to competing in an Herbie's down the road. And I, I almost said Arby's, which would have been bad. No, <laughs> Irby's. Um, what would you say to them? I mean, it, you can make this kind of work in any space to a certain degree.
1: You absolutely can. So there is this, you know, misconception I believe that you need a you know you need an acre or a half acre of space in order to create a really amazing productive garden and again that's just a challenge for me to say hey how can we do something really unique i think if anyone has seen any photos or has actually been able to come to the space you'll see that we actually have like tiered garden beds uh, which allow us to grow extra sets of herbs in this space so that people like like we're just we're maximizing every square foot that we can, because my goal working with this, particularly with restaurateurs or bar owners, is I don't want you to lose square footage, right? Every square foot is so important for your guest experience. So let's find really creative and unique ways to make a garden or to add, bring in pottery or bring in things that gives you the most you know, kind of bang for your buck, it's, 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 we're going to make the most out of that square footage. So even some of the things that we're doing in this space, we're going to actually be adding on some railing planters and things like that. Like we're just looking for opportunities to make the most out of every single space. So a lot of, you know, I, I go to a lot of different restaurants and I'll see them, they have, you know, these big, cool, beautiful floral arrangements. Mm -hmm. Those are cool. Either it's fake or it dies. Yeah. And so I'm like, Hey, can we do a really colorful, really awesome herb? For you, can we can we rethink how we're decorating our restaurants because you actually can grow a lot in a low light situation as well.
0: Yeah, Um, obviously you can't have a cocktail competition without spirits, and we were fortunate enough to get few spirits for this. Anybody who's listened to the show before will know uh, Paul Letko. A few spirits has been a guest on before. We had to record that one remotely. At the time that we're recording this section of the interview, Paul is not here yet. He will be, so we will try to get him on the show. But talk about how the relationship came about, finding few, and and kind of, it's kind of, obviously, we're two days into fall. Not that you would know it here in Orange County, but it's kind of perfect. We're in fall. You want to get kind of those bourbon whiskeys, those deep flavors playing with the herbs is going to be fun to see how the bartenders do it today. And and we'll know later on if I can get them on the interviews, depending on how busy today gets. But how did the relationship come about finding Paul and and getting few on board?
1: So hopefully Jill doesn't mind that I tell a quick little personal story. So actually, uh, one of the first times I ever was over at Jill's house, she had a bottle of few sitting on her bar. And I said, who likes few? And she's like, what? And I said, who likes few spirit like few bourbon? And she said, oh, I do. Why? And I said, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorites. I didn't, there's not a huge, you know, there's not always a huge people who know who Few is. And so he started talking. She's like, oh my gosh, I know Paul, the owner and distiller. And I'm thinking, what? When are we going to meet him? And so- (laughs) Like, why were you
0: holding this? No, that's like, like, lead with that.
1: What? Like, you need to come, you need to be forthcoming and tell people that. That's like part of your intro, right? I'm Jill Cook and I know Paul. And so- from there when I kind of came to you and to her and said hey I kind of have this idea I want to do a bartending competition she immediately said I think we could ask Paul I think he'd be stoked about it it would be you know we've come of this huge thing and this is a great opportunity for us to bring a lot of really cool people out back together and you're right it's I know as we're having this gorgeous beautiful day we're like kind of teasing with Paul here in Orange County but it's these are the perfect like since they're some of my favorite spirits it's an honor and it's so amazing for me to be able to have them say yes we would love to work with you to do this for you um and, and to it just you know help get people even more excited about few because i think so many people will especially some of the rare things that they're starting to do with their craft bourbon and rye and so that's kind of how that came about it was just one of those like oh my gosh i have really amazing friends who can help make things happen and and i think even just within all of this it's it's that's like the story of my uh, 2020 mm-hmm. and 2021 is kind of just putting things out in the universe and then whoa it's actually coming back
0: <laughs> well we'd also be remiss if we didn't talk about we already mentioned it based on the garden space but the absolutely stunning restaurant that is poppy and seed newer to the area obviously um, chef michael reed and his wife queenie have been on the show before right before they opened so people can go back and listen to that episode if they haven't already how did that come about? How did we find this, this stunt? I mean, for the first ever competition, that's a bar competition focused on herbs. You couldn't ask for a better representation of what everything can be than poppy and seed.
1: Absolutely. It was kind of the same thing, you know, so since I have you Crawford to thank for our relationship, you know, introducing me to chef Michael and Queenie. And from there, we just kind of hit it off. And I just said, Hey, you know, you guys, you're still, you know, not enough people know about you. I want every single person in Orange County to have zero excuse for never being at this restaurant. I'm so proud of it. I know Chef Michael and Queenie are so damn proud of it also. And so I thought, what is one more way that we can, you know, say thank you to the industry, get some people excited and just try something new. Mm -hmm. And so they were incredibly receptive to it, which is just a gift in and of itself. And when they said, yeah, okay, and I said, don't worry, we're gonna do all the work for it. All you have to
2: do is just open the door. Uh, you know,
0: like, it, that's not how this works, right? but I guess we'll see.
1: <laughs> and so, you know, then chef, Steph, chef started talking, he's like, oh, we could do like a, you know, little seasonal nibbles menu and everything. I was like, if you wanna roll with that, that is more than, you know, more than enough, but I'm gonna let you do what you do because you are amazing in the kitchen. And so this is actually just an ideal space for this, right? It's, it's this idea that I want more people really experiencing this idea of this garden to table this farm to table concept. This is the epitome of that yeah. in its essence. And so I'm so excited that people get to, to more people get to see this space.
0: Good. Well, this is going to be an exciting day. Like I said, there is really no telling at this point in the day who's going to be on the show, but it should be a litany of guests and this should be a very, very fun event. If nothing else, um, getting to judge and, and taste with some of the best bartenders in the area. And for any bartenders that are listening, I know a lot of you are going to be in attendance and you'll listen to the show after the fact come out for the next one it'll be even bigger with more bartenders competing but for the first annual herbies, actually i'm so so excited this is going to be a hell of a day and everybody listening come out next time this is an industry event but it is also open to you guys um you know we try to keep it industry and keep it light within the numbers in the space of the restaurant but these are definitely definitely fun and uh yeah, I get. We'll catch up at the end and and see what happens. This episode could sound wildly different in about fifteen minutes' time. So
1: I'm so excited for that. Thank you so much. And I again, I anyone wants to, you know, connect with us, absolutely. I want more bartenders. I want more restaurant owners. I want more chefs. I want anyone and everyone if they need, you know, ingredients, give me a call. Send me a note. Yeah. find me on Instagram. Absolutely. Kind of thing, so. yeah, no,
0: the competition and Absolutely. the rest of the interviews on this episode aside, whatever you need culinary garden wise, definitely reach out. You, you could not be in better hands as I think everybody at Poppy and Seed and, and hopefully the bartenders competing today will attest to. So awesome. Ashley, Thank this is you, great. Robert. Let's have a day first guest that I get to sit down with today at the first annual Irby's presented by Erloom Potage and held over here at Poppy and Seed is none other than, well, somebody who has a lot of experience with cocktail competitions, freshly coming off winning one with Garrison Brothers, uh, Josh Davey of The Blind Pig. Josh, for people that may not know you, and again, this will be a little bit of a different interview because it's a lot of people rapid fire. Would you mind introducing yourself really quick, giving a little bit of your background and, and kind of how you heard about today and, and what you're hoping for today?
3: Yeah, yeah. I've just been, uh, just been bartending for a little bit and uh, just been doing it for a short period of time just been doing it the past a year uh, a couple cocktails bringing today an old-fashioned uh, variation and a uh, gold gold rush variation as uh, a Thai basil uh, cocktail and then the old-fashioned is a uh, lemon verbena, lemon verbena mint uh, old-fashioned and I heard about this through Jill and through the Irby's and then Ryan Autry with Garrison
0: um, and told me about it and then I to jump on it Um, obviously most cocktail competitions you're trying to prevent or present the base spirit and kind of that brand first and foremost obviously we're lucky enough to have a great brand with few uh, but this is focused on herbs with those drinks and with the two drinks that you're going to be kind of competing with today how did you utilize the herbs and, and what, it, what did it present any challenges in kind of building out the drink and the recipe?
3: Yeah, it was actually very challenging because I've been trained to just do uh, just herbs as an aromatic or not a lot of vegetable flavors because sometimes you cook them too long. And so the past week has been a definitely uh, a struggle for me trying to find the balance between too much herb, too less herb, and also trying not to lose that base spirit, which is the most important factor of a cocktail is a balanced drink. It needs to show the spirit through and through a cocktail from the front to the middle to the back. So it definitely was Uh, pretty challenging Uh, but I found out doing an infusion with uh, Dolan Dry Vermouth I made into a syrup that was the best way because Dolan Dry is very earthy and herby but also dry on the palate so it makes a very balanced syrup I learned that from my bartender before me who did a Dolan Dry and jalapeno syrup so it was kind of like a Okay. That's too vegetal and herby. So that was that. And then I infused uh, Thai basil and mint in uh, the hibiscus syrup in the gold rush variation.
0: Now, obviously when you and I are sitting down, uh, this is before the competition has actually started. So we don't know who's going to win yet. We have some talented people on hand. Obviously this is a pretty small world. Um, Not that we have a ton of people competing today since this is the first annual, only five bartenders on hand. Anybody that you're looking forward to competing against or is it just kind of fun being out among friends?
3: Uh, definitely fun uh, being among friends and stuff, meeting everybody, meeting you. But definitely to have a bartender from Raised by Wolves. I listen to Eric Castro's podcast every Monday, uh, Bartender at Large. Yep. So it's very cool to to see her party here and like, oh my gosh, it's a dream bar. I would love to go to and everything. Yeah,
0: awesome man, that's fun. Well, best of luck today. Again, we'll sit down with everybody else, and uh, again, no idea who's going to win it yet, but uh, fingers crossed. It should be a fun one today. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward, brother. Joining the next guest, another competition up here at the First Annual Herbies at Poppy and Seed. Inga, would you mind, for people that may not be familiar with you, and again, this is a weird episode because these are short little bursts of talking to everybody, would you mind introducing yourself and saying where you're bartending at right now, and, and just a little bit about your background?
2: Sure. Uh, my name is Inga Salachai. I bartend over at Olea in Newport Beach. Um, I've been bartending for way too long. <laughs> don't want to really say how many years, because that'll totally age me. but. Um, I've had to grow with the industry. And um, when I first started bartending, it was just you know your typical regular cocktails, and had to you know evolve myself as a bartender to kind of evolve with the industry as well. And that included entering competitions. And you know the main reason why I do these competitions mostly is to network. You yeah. know it's it's a great opportunity for me to craft alongside some of my fellow bartenders that I never get to bartend with. So, so this is kind of like a fun time to be able to stand behind the rail with them and kind of showcase. Showcase our skills and you know what we've what, what we've kind of kinda come up with.
0: Uh, while we do have a great spirit company on board for today uh, that people obviously know about and, and hopefully depending on where the interviews stack up in this episode, Paul will be back on the show later today to talk about few. This is an herb-based competition, working with heirloom Potage, trying to focus on the herbs and, and kind of the seasonality of those fresh flavors. Did this present any challenges compared to a standard competition in, in developing drinks and recipes?
2: Um, a little bit, just because instead of focusing on the spirits, which is most competitions is mainly focusing on the spirit. Uh, this one is more a focus on the actual herbs itself. So I really had to think, you know, try to force myself to think outside of the box on how can I utilize these herbs in a different way than your typical infusions and, and muddling them. So uh, my first cocktail, I'm calling it Fire and Ice. It's gonna have um, rosemary smoked cocktail where the fire comes from, and it's going to have a lemon verbena um, ice cube, so that's the ice ice aspect of it.
0: Love it. What about the second drink?
2: Uh, the second drink um, is a little riff. It's got a little uh, thyme, uh, lemon thyme syrup, and then uh, muddled mojito mint, and it's kind of a, a little take on it, like a lychee spritzer.
0: Most of the time, cocktail competitions are pretty much industry-only, generally. These are like midday, Monday, Tuesday, when it's everybody else is kind of weekend, but normal people are kind of at the 9 to 5. I mean, cocktail competitions are fun. And if people are open and if they're open to the public, you know, is this something that people should be checking out, especially if they're interested in drinks a little bit?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I have many regulars at Aaliyah. When they find out that I'm doing competitions, they're like, why aren't you telling me where these are? Um, Especially when they're local and they're able to go to them. When you get to the bigger competitions, it's a little bit more difficult because most of those are virtual or digital. Uh, But I love the local competitions because, like I said, it's a great opportunity to interact with other people from the industry and really see what everyone's kind of bringing to the table and you know, what their inspirations are. And you can always learn from from your fellow bartenders. I mean, that that's a big lesson that I've learned all throughout competing, is that there's always something to gain and learn from every experience you have.
0: I was gonna say, for, for the first annual take of this competition, we're only having five bartenders. So it's a, a bit of a smaller roster compared to other ones. Everybody's got a little bit longer time. Is there anybody that you're looking forward to kind of seeing what they're going to whip up today or because obviously this is being recorded people listen after the fact we don't know who's going to win yet this is all before the competitions even started but is there anybody looking around you like "Ooh, i can't wait to see what they do
2: uh ravine and abby definitely um i've been a huge fan of ravine for a very long time um and same with abby we're both usbg members so Um, I see her at many meetings. Uh, So I'm definitely definitely a little intimidated having to craft alongside them, but at the same time, super excited to see what they they whip up today. Awesome.
0: Well, I'm super excited. Again, this will be a little bit of a different format episode, as I've said, if everybody can't tell by now with the multitude of interviews. But looking forward to today. Wishing you the very best of luck. This should be a very fun one. Thank you very much. Thank you. There. Abby, 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 competitor that had to drive the farthest for this competition. But it is lovely to have you back up here in Orange County. Obviously, now that you are down at Raised by Wolves in San Diego, we do not get to see you as frequently. But we're so, so grateful that you made the drive up for the competition today. Uh, for Obviously, this is going to be a shorter episode. As everybody knows so far, these are short interviews just talking about the competition. But for people that may not be familiar with you, would you mind introducing yourself real quick and, and giving a little bit of your background?
4: All right, well, my name is Abby Kermode. I was bartending in Orange County for quite a few years, um, and I just recently moved down to San Diego to start working for Raised by Wolves. So so I was really excited about this contest, kind of coming back up to see old friends, familiar faces. And also, it's been so long since we've been able to do an in-person event that I was just itching for it. Yeah, I can
0: believe it. Well, we're so grateful that you did make the drive up, Um, you know, talking to the other competitors for today, talking about their drinks. I'm I'm curious to hear what you've got going, but I want to ask you first, so many competitions are focused on the spirit itself and highlighting kind of the flavors within that brand or that spirit. And while we're so lucky to have Few as the spirit sponsor for today, this is about the herbs and, and kind of the seasonality of them. So when you were coming up with your recipes, which I'll ask you about in a second. Did it present any different challenges having to focus on kind of those greens first and foremost, maybe ahead of the spirit in some aspects?
4: Well, I really did want my cocktails to be a little bit more on the whimsical side and kind of speak to the beginning of the fall season. Um, I think for my first cocktail, I came up with it a little bit faster. And then definitely having to have a second one ready was a little bit more difficult because then I was more limited in the herbs that I had to use. And making sure that not only did those come through within the cocktail, but also went really well with the whiskey. And that's why I think Few is such a great product to be doing in this competition because the bourbon and the rye have so many different complex spices and flavorings that that tend to go very well with with the different herbs that we are presented
0: now you detailed them a little bit but i've got to ask fully because obviously we're not going to spoil it <laughs> now for anybody <laughs> listening the contest is already over but for us before it started what are your drinks what are they going to be and, and kind of what are they going to taste like you said whimsical so now i'm even more intrigued <laughs> and i will say to this every bartender i've talked to so far as everybody that's already listened has heard everybody seems to be going in very different directions so this is going to be a very fun day but i'm curious what do you have on deck for today
4: Well, uh, since it's finally cooling down and this past year, I've been really addicted to coffee. So I wanted my drinks to kind of reflect that like fall coffee house kind of vibes. So the first one is loosely based off of a Thai tea and it's gonna be more of a julep build on that one with the mint and the Thai basil. So, and I made a really fun uh, Ceylon tea um, reduction with different aromatics and spices. Um, the second cocktail, I am really, like, leaning into the season on this one, and I'm going to be doing a, not a pumpkin, but a honey nut squash syrup, and it's going to be a flip with a little bit of coffee in it. love it. So, really rich with, uh, with the egg yolk, and that one's going to highlight the sage and the rosemary, and that one actually gained, I got inspiration from that one from one of my favorite uh, fall pasta dishes, which has uh, rosemary, sage, and then the squash in there with like a brown butter, so I'm using a lot of brown sugar in that one.
0: That's awesome. Well, again, we don't know who's going to win it yet. (laughs) We will hopefully have a a decision by the end of the show. Who knows, it might be a five-way tie and we'll just all go home winners. Um, But I cannot wait for the rest of today. So grateful to have you back up here. Cannot wait to see the drinks in person, get a taste of them, and uh, just happy to watch you behind the stick again.
4: Well, thank you. Today's going to be fun. Should be a fun one.
5: (laughs) (coughs) Unique New York Unique New York.
0: I'm not gonna edit that out now that you're warming yourself <laughs> up. You are on this show all the goddamn time. Raven Bazell, Isadora down at what is it? The Inn at the Mission In San at the Juan Mission, Capistrano. San
5: Juan Capistrano, yes.
0: Dude, next one up that we're talking to before the competition here at the Herbies. Um, what do you got lined up for today?
5: Uh got a couple fairly simple cocktails just with some really good ingredients using these herbs. I uh, didn't want to get overly complicated and, you know, smoke would be the logical choice since everybody yeah. knows me for my smoked old fashions, but I decided to stay away from it today. wanted to do something a little different.
0: So obviously, you know, people can hear the music is in the background. We're starting to get kind of ready for this thing. But for anybody who's listening after the fact, we don't have a winner yet. The competition hasn't happened. They don't know what's happening. What do you got lined up for today drinks wise?
5: Drinks wise? Um, like you want me to like divulge the information about my drinks? Like, well, one, okay, one, one's like, one's like a sour. Um, like a basically, I went against everything I believe in my soul and I made a pumpkin drink.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's the end of the podcast. Thanks so <laughs> <and this one>.
5: much. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's the season. Like, I might as well. So I actually made like a pumpkin gum. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, a pumpkin olea. Yeah. So, um, I just literally used sugar pumpkins and, um, I'm going to use that as my sweetener for a sour, and I've got a cool garnish because I took the seeds out, roasted them after, stuff like that. So i got a pretty cool garnish on that one, and then the other one's going to be more spirit forward. I made a uh, shrub with the herbs and some peaches. Um, yeah, so it should be pretty interesting.
0: I've, I've asked the other bartenders uh, so far the same question, but I've got to ask you, and, and for you it's a little bit different because you actually are... At a bar where you guys do have ingredients on property that you can use, kind of like, not to the same degree of of here at Poppy and Seed with a full culinary garden, but using, quote unquote, local is not something that's new to you. But a competition like this where we're not just focusing on the spirit, but we're also focusing on herbs and kind of that seasonality, did that present any challenges in developing
5: um, drinks not necessarily. I mean, this is the first time I've worked with lemon verbena. So like, and I actually, you know, I wanted to go with the stuff that I wasn't too familiar with mm-hmm. and incorporate that from the herb garden that they gave us. So, um, It's actually, I mean, I love using the fresh ingredients, so that's always fun, and the whole time I was definitely keeping in mind, like, okay, the herbs are what needs to shine, and the whiskey is what needs to shine, Mm -hmm. so I didn't get overly, like, I didn't try and over-spice anything, I didn't try and add any extra liquors and stuff like that to take away from those things, so um, hopefully it works out
0: bartending is a very tight community these competitions are always fun you know obviously we're recording this before the competitions actually started but in the next 30 minutes for us not for the people listening you know this is going to be a a wash and a wave of of friends and, and kind of buddies and people like that and industry you know vets oh for sure we don't have a lot of competitors today, this being the first annual Irby's, but you know I've asked everybody else's so far. Anybody you're looking forward to kind of seeing what they whip up or, or
5: competing against? Oh, for sure. I've been talking to Inga all week and just being like, I'm scared. I don't know what to do because I'm going against you because <laughs> <laughs> she's talented as hell. And then, I mean, obviously Abby and Justin, I know them both well. Yeah. Um, this is the first time meeting Josh, but I heard he just won a big competition. So, you know, I'm like, I'm actually nervous going up against these guys. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see what all of them bring to the table.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. This should be a fun day. Well, again, we don't know who's going to win it yet. We are all still kind of catching up. And, and like I said, this episode is going to be way different because it's going to be about 40 different interviews all chucked into one. But, uh, brother, it should be a fun day. I'll, uh, I'm obviously rooting for everybody. I don't want to play favorites, but it should be fun. Right on. Thank you. Today, man. Well, Justin, you are the last one that we are talking to today, the first annual Irby's. You are the last bartender yeah. up. We got five of you competing today. We're saving the best for last, in my opinion, buddy. Um, For those that may not have listened to your episode, because at this point, we're probably quite a few episodes way back summer of last year when I had you on the show.
6: Yeah, it was about June, I believe.
0: Yeah. And that was over the phone. Everything was still distant. Mm -hmm. trying to keep it safe. A little bit of a a lighter kind of check-in today here at the cocktail competition. Uh, For people that may not have heard that episode, give a little bit of your background and kind of uh, what brought you here today.
6: Um, So I've been in the uh, restaurant industry for about 12 years, bartending for 10 of those years. You know, I fell in love with bartending because I grew up with a family of bakers and cooks, and I love being able to, you know, uh, use your creativity in that way. And so, um, I wasn't the best baker, uh, but (laughs) me and uh, Spirits, and we got along really well, and I like to, you know, make just interesting, unique combinations um, I have a peas and carrots cocktail that I love that I getting on this uh, restaurant, uh, this steakhouse uh, menu right now. Um, and yeah, I went to school for history, so I love the, the history of, uh, you know, mixology and there's just so much that goes into it and how much like it's affected world history and each individual's lives, you know, um, and that's just what fascinates me and what keeps me in this industry.
0: Hell yeah. Well, obviously I've asked everybody else today. I got to ask you, what do you got lined up for today, drinks wise?
6: Um, so you know, uh, hopefully, uh, since I was the last one, any of you on the last one to go, you know, I was like the just lay the land of all the competition. Um, but I w- really was in uh, like a mind space thinking Italian when you think herbs, herbs, you know. So especially with the um, with the thyme and sage. So um, I have a black garlic in a sage simple syrup that's going to be with dark rum the few bourbon uh, topped off with uh, uh, IPA spritz that's infused with um, that's infused with a thyme and sage as well so
0: damn yeah and what about for the other one
6: for the other one so you know uh, hopefully I make it to uh, that round but um, I'm Thinking of doing something a little more tropical with um, um, with lemon verbena, um, coconut milk, limbo. Um, co- wow. See, lemon verbena, uh, coconut milk, uh, pineapple juice, and uh, a little dry curacao. So, that's awesome, man. Yeah.
0: Well, you are going to make it to the next round because everybody gets two rounds, so uh, this should okay. be a hell of okay. a fun okay. one. Oh, I thought so. it was just
6: like the top three,
0: you know? No, no, no spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, okay. you're going to hear okay. it first. Okay. Okay. Well, brother, that's awesome, man. I cannot wait. Again, we don't know who the winner is going to be, but we have heard from every single bartender. We have heard from the organizers. This is going to be a fun-ass afternoon. Oh.
6: It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a
0: beauty, man. Yeah,
6: no, everyone here is great. You know, it's it's great to see people I haven't seen in, you know, a year and a half. You know, where uh, I know I've seen them be kicking ass. You know, on Instagram at the different concepts. So it's gonna be really cool to collab and you know. be with, be around everybody.
0: So awesome, brother. Well, is there any? I mean, this is a very small world. This is a small competition. Again, we only got the fives. Everybody knows at this point, having had them all on. Is there anybody you're really looking forward to seeing what they can do, or competing against, or is it just fun to be back out among friends?
6: Well, you know, um, I know Abby Averbain, and you know I've uh, been to, but Abby works at um, Raised by Wolves. Yep. Uh, not, yeah, Raised by yep. Wolves, and so. Um, The bar director for there, the owner, I used to work with him in La Murata. So I know he has amazing knowledge to impart. He makes the best bitters around. Um, He makes his remove some scratch. And so just, you know, knowing that she's learning from him, I'm excited to see what she comes up with.
0: That's awesome, brother. Well, yeah, we don't know who's going to win it yet, but fingers crossed for everybody. This is going to be a very fun afternoon, and we will obviously check back in with whoever wins it and a lot more other people, as you will all hear next. Thank you, brother. Good to catch up, man. man.
6: Good, Good to see you, man.
0: Well, it's time for a little commercial, yeah. I don't know about you, but 2020 had me re-looking at how I live and the space that I live in. Spending so much time at home really had me reevaluating how certain things worked and didn't in my living space. One of the main things as an avid home cook and an obvious supporter of restaurants was gardening. Anybody who enjoys food at all will be able to tell you that something you've grown yourself will taste infinitely better than anything you can buy at a store. That's where Ashley Irene of Heirloom Potage comes in. Heirloom Potage designs, installs, and maintains seasonal culinary gardens for chefs and foodies in Orange County. They provide organic gardening methods and bespoke build-outs used to preserve the heirloom varietals that they'll provide for seeds. An approachable and exciting endeavor, no matter if you're a seasoned restaurateur or a stay-at-home chef, Owner Ashley Irene's experience, expertise, and enthusiasm is only matched by her professionalism. For more information on how you can set up a consultation to get your own culinary garden space set up, go to heirloompotagé.com. That's heirloom, A-G-I-R-L-O-O-M, p o t a g e r potage P-O-T-A-G-E-R.com today. Once again, that's heirloompotagé.com. If you listen to the best seats at all or read the content, then you know the motto: live well and often. But what does it mean? In layman's terms, it's trying to give you the best products, places, experiences, and more, so you can put a big smile on your face every single day. Amas Botanics is what I use on my back bar constantly if I need a cocktail or a quick pick-me-up. Any of their other botanical products, like candles, hand sanitizer, and more, also helps to set the mood. Now. I'm a big fan of everything that Amass does. I have been since day one when they launched their trademark gin. And everything they've done since then has been nothing short of excellent. Now you can get your hands on their products at a discounted rate by going to amass.com and using the discount code, the best seats 15, that's C-E-A-T-S, at checkout. Now it's limited one per customer, so make sure you load up. But trust me, you can't go wrong with anything they're doing. I stand by Amass 100%. They're one of my go-to brands for spirits needs or anything around the house. So again, go to Amass.com, that's A-M-A-S-S, and use the code THEBESTSEATS15 at checkout. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Miss Abby Kermode. Now, to anybody listening, it will seem like this has just been 30 seconds, but to you, you just competed and absolutely won the first ever Irbies. A tight finish between you and Inga from Olia. But uh, how does it feel?
4: It feels great, honestly. I was just so happy to be able to compete. <laughs> Thank you. To compete in this competition. Um, I moved to San Diego about six months ago, and You know, I've been a little homesick, so I was just really excited to come up here and compete with fellow bartenders that I really respect and see friends and, you know, people that I consider family just because we've, you know, kind of made this, you know, pirate mismatch group together. So (laughs) it was just so fun to see everyone and to compete and see all the creativity going around. So
5: Your
0: drinks that you already described earlier in the episode were... Phenomenal sounding It turns out that they tasted Even more phenomenal As obviously the judges decided You went with a flip In the second round You made six of them In about seven minutes (laughs) Why do that to yourself?
4: Um, It's just the The direction that the cocktail Was going And I just, I, I feel like after this year, everyone has been leaning more into comforting, um, more familiar, warm kind of flavors, and so when I looked at the different herbs uh, that I had, the rosemary, the sage, the thyme, it just, it just screamed like being around fall, being around friends, being around family, and you know. A creamy flip was just the way to go.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations on winning this one. Um, do you see yourself competing in the Herbies again when they inevitably come back?
4: 100%. This was so much fun. And as bartenders, I a lot of bartenders I talk to, we also do have a, a love in cooking and exploring different flavors. And just the different variations of, of herbs and spices that Ashley has been curating, and just opening our eyes to these new ingredients have such a place in new cocktails to make things exciting and fun and innovative that I don't see why anyone wouldn't want to do a competition like this.
0: For a long time, a lot of bartenders spent their time dealing with, you know, just two types of gin, maybe two scotches, a couple of whiskeys here and that. Now we have all these different varietals to work with herbs, like you said today. I don't know if it's much different. Was it exciting to work with products that you maybe knew but maybe didn't know could be as good or as differentiated as what Ashley does with Heirloom Potage?
4: 100%. I mean, we, we see the, you know, the basic like Italian basil. We, we have mint. We, we've seen thyme before, but the fact that she has these heirloom variations that it makes things exciting again. It's kind of just our our natural creativity coming out. Today, she was showing me like pineapple mint, strawberry mint, and my eyes were just like wide open, like ready to taste this, thinking about like, thank you, cocktails and other uses for for these items, so.
0: To any bartenders that may be listening that haven't done a competition before, they might be intimidated, they may not know what it's all about, as somebody who's done a few of them at this point, what would you say to them on why these are great events to go out and be a part of?
4: Um, honestly, it... Heartening sometimes that when when you work at a place and whether it has a set menu or not, you're kind of, you get stuck in this rotation of of doing the same thing. Even if it's a dealer's choice, you might have your your go-tos. But doing competitions, it really does open up the imagination and it helps the creativity also, I think what's more important about that is it, it brings everyone in the community together. You see bartenders that work at, you know, the the place across the street, in a town over and it, it's just a really great way to network and to meet new friends and it's just a way to bring people together and at the end of the day like everyone's having a good time even if you don't win you know you've made some great cocktails you put yourself out there so just just try do it and you know who cares whatever you don't win at the end of the day we're having a good time it's it's fun we're hanging out And that's that's really all that there is to it.
0: Well, congratulations again on winning this one. It was so great to catch up. I'm so grateful that you drove up to Orange County for the first ever Irby's. Congrats again. And uh, we'll definitely, definitely have you back on the show for your own episode. A little less noisy and a little calmer very, very soon, I promise. When
4: my adrenaline isn't going 100
0: (laughs) When you're not deciding to make six flips in seven minutes. Yeah, Yeah, no problem. Thank you, dear. Congrats again.
4: All right. Thank you.
0: What an episode again. Like I said, not a perfect one. We were able to get as many interviews as we could. Um, Unfortunately, some of the people I wanted to get on were too busy or they had to leave the competition afterwards. You know, obviously kind of hosting the entire thing. I wasn't able to pull people to the side as I kind of wanted to to talk to some of them, Um, but there will be more like this. Um, I don't know if it'll be exactly this format. The goal is now that things are kind of really opened we want to do some live recordings some event recordings so you may see things like this more where we're kind of out we're talking at an event we're talking with multiple guests at once kind of having people on rapid fire there will be more irby's cocktail competitions i don't know when but they will be coming down the road so we will be recording at these again but again even as different as this one was i really hope you got something out of it and enjoyed it i know it was a bit of a frenetic fast-paced really kind of giddy up and go type of episode with quick interviews but i got to tell you all these bartenders kicked ass every drink was phenomenal i was able to taste every single one to see them all smiling competing telling stories was phenomenal there's some footage that will be up on social media it might be in reels or saved somewhere in stories i don't know over on instagram.com forward slash the best seeds of course the day we're recording this episode instagram is down anyway so we'll see but look i hope you enjoyed it thank you so much to all of you who support thank you to the advertisers thank you to everybody who supports on patreon free feeds everything else i love you all i'll see you soon take care The Best Seats podcast is an original production of The Best Seats. It is written, edited, produced, and owned by myself, Crawford McCarthy, founder and principal of The Best Seats. It's based in Orange County, California. It is subsidized through generous monthly donations at patreon.com forward slash The Best Seats. The following are the names of those who subscribed at the highest monthly tier, AKA norm status, and allow me to continue producing this show each and every month. As a thank you for their continued support, here are the names. Cheryl McCarthy, Serena Warino, George Pavlov, Eric Lutz, Pizza Guy 92, Loco Lipo, Tim Falk, Burrito No Jay Baker, Sarah Hines. Thank you for your support.